Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Woe So Daily. I am Joey. I'm going to ride solo today. It's going to be a short pod because, quite honestly, there's not a ton of great things to talk about. The USA is out of the World Cup. A nil-nil loss to Sweden, 5-4 on penalties, was the decider. And we got into our thoughts uh, in depth on the Scuff Call-In show. So after I get uh, past the Netherlands game, I'll briefly touch on what I thought of that U.S.-Sweden game. But my full thoughts are on the Call-In show, and obviously for smarter analysis than mine, uh, Greg and Bell are going to be dropping their recap of that tomorrow. So listen to that. We'll start, though, with the Netherlands-South Africa game. And this was a game that I was interested in seeing because the Netherlands kind of pulled off that uh, big kind of momentum win against Vietnam. Uh, the what was it 6-7-0 uh, heading into the final day or, or heading in the final uh, group match. And so I was interested to see what they were going to come out looking like versus South Africa. And South Africa uh, choked basically two games away, their first two games, and then got it together, won the third game and advanced. So these are two teams coming with a fair bit of momentum. South Africa put up a good fight, did a lot of what we thought. They were going to beat them on the counter, try their best to, you know, be uh, advantageous in the attacks that they got. In the end, though, the first goal from Joe Roard on nine minutes, the second goal from Berenstein on 68, and that was all she wrote. The Netherlands advanced to the quarterfinals, a 2-0 win for them. South Africa got very unlucky with two separate first-half injuries that took away two of their three substitution windows, so they couldn't really make great substitutions even late in the game, and it just kind of spiraled out of control. There was a goalkeeper error, a bad goalkeeper error, on uh, the second Netherlands goal that kind of sealed the deal. And also, for what it's worth, the Dutch keeper was immense, stood on her head seven saves, uh, and prevented what could have been a number of uh, 1-1 chances they kept it at 1-0 and then got that second goal from Berenstein, and uh, that was the difference maker. So the Netherlands advance to the quarterfinals where, where they will take on Spain. So uh, unfortunate for South Africa, they put together a very good World Cup, but couldn't quite pull it out in the end. Uh, despite Caglana and that dynamic attack, they just couldn't quite get it over the line against the Netherlands, but they can go home with their heads held very, very high. Then we can get to uh, the game that we all woke up early for and all uh, simultaneously disappointed us, uh, you know, in the early hours of this morning, Sweden and the United States. The United States actually looked good in this match. I can't say a ton, uh, especially about the uh, regular time performance of this team. They came out, forced a couple really good saves out of Musevich, um, Lindsey Horan had a header off the bar, had a shot that if Musovic was just a little bit slower off her line, is 1-0. I thought the front line generally played pretty well. Emily Sonnet was the insertion uh, for Rose Lavelle. We dropped into a double pivot six with Lindsey Horan above uh, Sullivan and Sonnet. And they put together a very good performance in the midfield. Sonnet kind of change things coming in I she had a good game I'm not going to say she had the best game but she had a pretty good game uh and solid for her to come in and do that uh in these kind of uh stakes the back line once again played well Alyssa Nair for all the you know flack that she gets in the discord and elsewhere you know was tested on a couple corners came up big you know saved a PK 
uh, save two PKs actually, scored her own. So, I mean, I don't know. You can ask any more from this team. It's just that when we got to PKs after not scoring in regulation, anything can happen. Sophia Smith had a penalty to win, didn't score, and then uh, Sweden gets that final goal on, I think uh, Tom in the Discord had it at maybe 1.5 millimeters. That's an incredibly small amount that separates the U.S. having having another shot and going home in the manner that they did. And for the United States, I think it's a time to regroup. It's a time to reset. And I am really still sad for, you know, veterans like O'Hara, who missed the penalty, and Rapino, who also missed. And for someone like Julie Ertz, who could have years left, but I think she's also ready uh, to retire. So between those three, that's two World Cup wins. Some of the most important players in our federation's history on the women's side at least and i think we can give a hats off to them because regardless of what people want to say about their present performance and i also think arts was very good in this world cup it's it's not disputable that they were anything but legends for this team over the years and so my heart does break for them uh, to go home in this manner especially uh, those two missing the penalties in the manner that they did for that to be the last real uh, point of their national team careers really stinks for Sweden hats off to them. They played a really good game defended. Well, the goalkeeper was immense. They didn't produce a ton going forward, but they were able to withstand the U S chances withstand the U S's, you know, pretty good XG. It was somewhere around 1.5 to 0.8 difference. So that's a pretty good size difference in favor of the United States, but Sweden were able to withstand that, do the job and eventually push it to PKs where they missed two, but converted all the others were, I mean, took good PKs, I think for the most part and got the job done. So only so much you can do if you're the United States once it gets to penalties. I think that my major concern, or major concern, my major disappointment with this team was the lack of substitutions. We put in Lynn Williams for Trinity, who I think it was clear that she was still suffering from some kind of illness or injury. Lynn put together a pretty good performance, chasing down a couple long balls that were sent her way, clearly having uh, the speed and physicality advantage over the defenders on that side. But ultimately, we didn't make another sub until Rapino for Morgan in the 99th, and Rapino doesn't really have those legs to necessarily attack a tire defense the way that an Alyssa Thompson would. And then her last two subs were the, I mean, everyone says it, but really not a good you know, decision, in my opinion, I'm not sure how the stats bear out, but to sub in players for the sole purpose of taking a penalty. Christy Mewis scored hers. Kelly O'Hara took seventh, so not necessarily um, the plan for O'Hara to take a penalty. But then O'Hara uh, also missed, and the U- U.S. goes home. So, good, uh, you know, congrats to Sweden. They will move on, and the United States has some soul-searching to do, a new coach to find, and a cycle in which they have to get back to that top of the world status that it's pretty fair to say after not winning either of the two last major tournaments or even making the final uh, in either the 2021 Olympics and then the 2023 World Cup, they need a cycle, uh, this cycle to be good and they need it to be fruitful enough to get back on top 
because right now it does seem like the U.S. is slipping a little bit in the eyes of the world, and that played out on the field. Sweden will take on Japan in the quarterfinals. That should be another fun match. Uh, as we we said on this pod many a time, we love how Japan plays. We'll see how they can match up against Sweden and maybe an, a little taste into what we could have done versus the Japan. But it is a what-if because the United States goes home in the round of 16, their worst finish in a World Cup ever. So more than a little disappointing. And for the U.S., it's going to be a, a down year or so, I think, as we try and regroup from this. We can move forward and touch on England and Nigeria. That'll kick off at 3.30 on the East. So not going to be uh, the most fun if anyone's looking to stay up and, and have to deal with that. But I think England has all that it takes to win this game. I think that they are finding their form at the right time with that convincing win over China in the last game of the groups. For Nigeria, it's a really good story. Would be made even better if they manage uh, to get a win in this game. And it's possible. We've talked about just how good Ndozie is in net, Oshawala uh, up top. This team has what it takes to do what you're going to need to do against England, which is defend, you know, sit in the low block and pounce one, maybe two chances, and that's all you're going to get. This team can do that. This team has the personnel to do that. But ultimately, I trust uh, the preponderance of chances. They're going to go England's way, and I think England's going to be able to find the difference. I think Lauren James is going to be a big part of that. Her coming in in uh, these last two games, starting these last two games, has made such a big difference for this team and has really unlocked a, a load of chances going forward. So shout out to Lauren James for really seizing her opportunity, and she's been the difference maker for England so far. So I definitely have England beating Nigeria, though I am definitely rooting for the Super Falcons. And then in the last game of the day, 6.30 on the East Coast, it's Australia and Denmark. This will be an interesting game, I think, because Australia only found their form in that last game. Again, the big question mark is Sam Kerr. What is her level of fitness? Can she go in this game? If not, or if she can only go a few minutes, this team, as we've said before, and we'll say again, is hindered immensely without her. She's one of the top five players in the world. I think... If they have her, it, again, it still depends on her level of fitness. How long can she go? How hard is she going to be able to run? Um, but still, Australia managed to get to this round of 16 match without her. They did it with a massive win on the last day over Canada. This is a team that still has a ton of talent and the ability to do these, um, ability to beat Denmark, the ability to advance. But I think Denmark will prove a very tough task if Australia doesn't have their talisman up top and doesn't have the kind of spark that they managed to find versus Canada. They're going to have the home crowd behind them. Hopefully that's enough because I always enjoy seeing the hosts go the farthest in the World Cup. I think it's a cool story. I think it's cool to see this kind of swell of national pride around the team. I think it's clear that Australia is a very proud nation when it comes to women's soccer, and it would be super cool to see that continue. For Denmark, it, it it's been an interesting World Cup, uh, to say the least. Not really pre- uh, convincing performances in the group. 1-0 win against China, 1-0 uh, loss against uh, England, and then a 2-0 win against Haiti. So, not really showing the flashes that you would expect a, a a quality side to show. They still have, you know, great players like Perniel Harder up top. The goals can come, but 
I think it's more of a question of if and not when because this team really hasn't shown the ability to get them in droves. My money would be on Australia, though we've seen that Australia can slip up as they did in their loss to Nigeria. So Denmark can be there to pounds if Australia go and maybe show some uh, shakier defense. It'll be up to you know the attackers like Harder and that back line holding firm and giving uh, their striker a chance to pounce. That's kind of what I'm thinking with these uh, four games. Sorry that I wasn't able to find another co-host for this. Sorry if I got you know too tangential because I feel like that's just what happens when you have uh, one person on these pods. But I try my best, continuing the daily streak, and we'll be back tomorrow to recap those two upcoming games and preview the last day of the round of 16. So thank you so much for listening to Woso Daily, and until tomorrow, we'll see you.